God, reach out and rescue me. Bring me home. God, reach out and rescue me. Bring me home. These are the prayers that bring us home with Ramona Garcia and Gay Slomka. This is John Garland, and we're exploring the Psalms, this ancient prayer book of the Bible that teaches us the spiritual vocabulary of healing and resilience, praise and homecoming. The prayers that bring us home. The Psalms are Jesus's prayer book, and we pray them communally each day with him and with our small group and with the cloud of pilgrims around the world today and with the cloud of pilgrims back through the many centuries. And we pray these psalms with you. We're glad that you joined us. Gay and I are going to chat a little bit about today's Psalm 144. How do you describe this psalm, Gay? Uh, John, this is really a psalm of transition, of moving us from a place where we're crying out for rescue to bringing us to a place of abundance and home. So beautiful. And a, a quick reminder, it is a Psalm of David. We that's a that's a clue that this is in the voice of the Messiah. So we're gonna hear some really intense battle language. Um, but this is we're, we're reminded of this is the voice of the Christ. This is the voice of the Messiah. And um, well, let's listen first to this distilled prayer, then we'll listen to all of Psalm 144, and then Gay will come back and have a little conversation. Okay. God, reach out and rescue me. Bring me home. Psalm 144, a Psalm of David. Blessed be Yahweh, my rock, who trains my hands for war and my fingers for battle. My hesed and my fortress my stronghold and my deliverer, my shield and he in whom I take refuge, who subdues my people under me. Yahweh, what is Adam that you look after him or a son of man that you think of him? Adam is like the breath. His days are like a passing shadow. Bend down your heavens, Yahweh, and come down. Touch the mountains that they may smoke. Flash forth lightning and scatter them. Send out your arrows and confuse them. Reach out with your hand from on high. Rescue me and save me from great waters, from the hand of foreigners, whose mouths speak deceit and whose right hand is a right hand of falsehood. God, I will sing a new song to you. On a harp of ten strings, I will sing praises to you who gives salvation to kings, who rescues his servant David from the evil sword. Rescue me and save me from the hand of foreigners whose mouth speaks deceit and whose right hand is a right hand of falsehood. When our sons in their youth are like growing plants and our daughters like corner pillars fashioned for a palace, our granaries are full, providing every kind of produce 
and our flocks deliver thousands and ten thousands in our fields. May our cattle be bred without mishap and without loss. May there be no outcry in our streets. Blessed are the people who are situated. Blessed are the people whose God is Yahweh. Amen. Psalm 144. This is uh, the end of, of a movement. It's the end of this movement responding to Psalm 139. Remember this extremely intimate, beautiful portrait of being in complete communion with God. And then we have these uh, number of Psalms from 140 all the way to 144 today where uh, we're really sort of dealing with this final line in the Lord's Prayer, deliver me from evil, uh, you know, bring me out through the testing. Um, and and here at Psalm 144 is, it's it's really something else to, to, to end this movement. Now, the, the rest of the Psalms, the, the, the next Psalms are all about the hallelujah, all about this place of praise. Uh, but, but how do we get there, uh, Gay? What is, what is this Psalm like? What is it like to pray this psalm? Um, I don't know. I don't know, John. The only thing I can say is the more I think about it, it seems to be a bit of a, a, a transition, a transition from asking for rescue, please rescue me, God, and then bringing us home. Um. And maybe it was placed here because it is at the end of these psalms that were uh, such a test and trial. And how do we get through that? And then we're going next into these final psalms of praise. Yeah, it that's a really good that's a good way to look at it. I think that's a great approach. It is a transition. It's it's sort of bringing us from this place of extreme attack and then it, it lands in a place of abundance and home and belonging um i i do want to say this psalm is horrifically misquoted um a lot and you'll see it you'll see this psalm quoted in in weapon shops and you'll see it in war movies uh this is the first line blessed be yahweh my rock who trains my hands for war and my fingers for battle there's no the my is is the messiahs and this is a direct quote of psalm 18 it's a reprise of psalm 18 in fact so many images from this psalm 144 are coming directly from psalm 1 um, from psalm 18 which we remember is this massive apocalyptic psalm where we're introduced to the messiah and the messiah's power and god giving the messiah this this strength and this endurance and this ability to take on all the evil in the world and to transform the world. So in this first line, who trains my hands for war, that is the voice of the Messiah. This is a Psalm of David. It's a Psalm of the beloved one. So we as Christians are immediately reading this in the voice of the Christ. Um, and so we can't, you, you do not want to inscribe this on your own weapon. <laughs> you, you, this is inscribed on the cross. Um, the, who, 
blessed be Yahweh, my rock. And you have all this rescue image. But then in uh, verse by verse three and four, we're jumping to Psalm eight. This is quoting Psalm eight. What in the world are you doing, God, thinking about us? We're nothing. We're vapor. Uh, this is the language of Ecclesiastes. It's the same word here, hevel. We are just vapor. We are, um, a lot of times Ecclesiastes is translated as um, vanity. It's just vanity of vanities, hevel. Uh, it's the word for breath or vapor. Um, but then but then we have our identity in um, in verses five through seven. Where, where does our identity come from, Gay? Well, this is so spectacular. Oh, the identity yeah. of humanity is not in our own beautiful thoughts. They're no. just a passing shadow. Where's the identity come from? Right. The identities in God. Bend down your heavens, Yahweh, and come down. Touch the mountains. Just this these verses that speak to intimacy with, you know, being right there with God, reach out your hand from on high and rescue me, save me from these great waters. It's that rescue. It's that yeah. rescue. I mean, this is thinking back to the Exodus where God is seeing the people and they are really, they are really no one until God says you are mine. And and we we experience that as well, where where we realize like my life is kind of nothing. Which <laughs> is I've been kind of serving myself and some weird ideas. And then God says, You are mine. And then our identity explodes. Um, and then we see, we see who we are in the hands of the rescuer. Um, and certainly, as in verse three, we're not really worth looking at <laughs> until we are in the hands of the rescuer. There's a really fascinating uh, refrain, uh, rescue me from the hands of the foreigners whose mouths speak deceit, whose right hand is the right hand of falsehood. That's repeated twice. It's sort of this refrain. Um, how, how does this, how, how do we pray this? I, of course, Christians pray this almost every day. <laughs> yes. What is yes. our interpretation of this line? This is, this is our save me from the evil one. You know, um, yeah, it's the last line of the Lord's Prayer over again, just in different wording. Mouth speaking deceit and the right hand of falsehood. This this is not xenophobia. This is not protect me from all foreigners. Um, the the word here in Hebrew is the nekar. the The foreignness is a is a strangeness. It's um it's the one who is outside of Yahweh is is not does not understand the power of God. So this is we would sort of we would hear Jesus reflecting this as he's calling out the legion from uh the man who's who's being uh, possessed by them this is this is the um the foreigners in this case are the ones who have rejected the kingdom um or these demonic forces these powers and principalities that paul describes um it's it's not it's not um not a fear not a xenophobic but more of a spiritual um, attack. And then, then what happens at the very end? You talk about it bringing us home. Yes. Yeah, this wonderful place of abundance, you know, our granaries are full. 
our flocks deliver thousands and may our cattle be bred without mishap and without loss. Just this total place of abundance and being at home. Yeah. Yeah. I, I lived uh, for a long time down on the border um, further south of here. And, and uh, there's lots and lots of, we had, I lived in this colonia where there's a lot of, um, well, I, everyone in the colonia did not have documents and was was living well below the poverty line and struggling to be eking eking out a living uh, there there near the river. And um, I always thought it was it was sort of ridiculous that one of the first things folks would invest in uh, was a, a pair of goats. And I was thinking, you, there's no space for the goats. You can't raise goats and there's no space. You What are you going to feed the goats? And they would keep their goats and their chickens in this tiny little paddock in, in the colonia. And, um, I, but I soon realized it's this, it's this image of like, here are animals that I can tend to who can reproduce and they can represent this experience of home. And it's yeah. it's hard to get that. Uh, it's hard to get this image, you know, may our cattle be bred without mishap, may, may our flocks deliver. It's hard to get that when you have not lived um, lives of enslavement or yeah. lives of profound, uh, profound poverty, where you desperately want to be able to produce for your family and uh, produce your own, produce for your home and see this 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 place where the streets are safe um, and we're situated in this place of Yahweh. So is this essentially creating this little image of the kingdom of God in our tiny little backyards? That is so beautiful. We call this we call this uh, every morning we call this the prayers that bring us home. This is it. This is yeah. it. This is bringing us home. And now the rest of these psalms are all about the hallelujahs, the the reflecting back on God um, in in this place of. Thanks, Gabe. Thank you, John. God, reach out and rescue me. Bring me home. God, reach out and rescue me. Bring me home. God, Reach out and rescue me. Bring me home. Isn't it amazing to pray with the Messiah? these ancient prayers. They were held by an enslaved people through the horrific exile in Babylon and crafted and organized and woven together into this prayer book to heal an entire nation and, and the whole world. These prayers that Jesus used and lived into and unveiled and gave to us, gave to all of us through the centuries to pray together these are the prayers that bring us home. Well, blessings, you all. We'll see you tomorrow. And until then, may the peace of Christ walk with you on your long journey home. We are all going home together.